everybody, this is Terrell Cummings, and this is Season 2, Episode 12 of the Always Relevant Podcast. And today, Dana and I are going to be, unfortunately, rehashing the Browns beating the Bengals, um, and ultimately, what I have to do to uh, own up to the bet that we uh, that we made last week. Uh, we'll talk about our trip to Denver. We'll have Mix It Up with Lee, as always. Um, we'll be talking about, ultimately, the best Christmas movie bracket, uh, doing a normal college football rundown. Like I said before, talking about the Bengals and Browns, we'll do an NFL pick them, and then we'll get into our rapid-fire topics, Ohio True or Untrue Sports Edition. Lastly, we'll be finishing up with Get Real with Dane and Message Money Real. So we look forward to the day. We're having a lot of fun. We hope you are too, and enjoy the show. Here we go. All right, everybody, we are back. This is Season 2, Episode 12 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Yeah, Perel Cummings here, here with Dane DeMeo. Dane, what's going on, man? Where's the brown shirt? <laughs> you know what? I didn't think the Bengals were going to lose. They took the L, and I'm about to go probably purchase a brown shirt just so I can wear it. So I will have it. I will, I will pay up on the bet because the Browns did beat the Bengals, and I'll pay up on the bet, and I'll have on a brown shirt next week. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a pass since we were out of town in Denver this weekend. So you get a pass. We'll yeah, I appreciate it. Wait one more weekend for everyone to see it, but I can't wait. Yeah, because I know normally I can't just go out and get like a three or four X Browns tea just from the rack. You got to order that, and then you have to trust that it's going to ship on time, which it's not. Yeah, so, you got to get your stuff pulled out of the player store. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to order that probably today, so it can get here hopefully by the weekend and be be on me by the next week when we decide to record. So I'll be on it. It saddens me. It hurts me, but I will I will live up to the bet. So don't worry about that, everybody. You'll be seeing me in some kind of brownie elfie uniform or shirt or whatever it is. So we'll go from there. On that note, we'll go to the how are you, how are you really? How am I? I'm all right. Whatever. That's just kind of mood I'm in right now. How am I really? I'm still kind of tired from traveling. Had a great weekend in Denver with Dane and a bunch of other friends celebrating Lee's 40th birthday. Had a great time. Um, we're going to discuss that in a little bit, but it was great seeing everybody. Uh, ultimately, I'm tired. Took the day off work. Um, easing back into things. You know, I'm still be doing stuff for school and everything today. I've just been lazy this morning. So, um, overall, no complaints. Um, just getting back into the normal groove. Got to actually be a parent now that I'm back in town. Um, you know, we had our, our weekend of, of fun away from the kids. So now we have, we have to go back and be responsible. So overall, no complaints. I'm good. Except for my sports teams. A couple of them have had a rough weekend, but we'll get into that later too. So Dane, how are you? How are you really? Hey man, I'm good, man. It was good to see you. Good to see everybody. I think really only every couple of years can we get together like that out of town somewhere. So, you know, I'm great. It was a good weekend. We'll talk about that. But I got my dog hat on. I got a shirt on with no collar, with no dog in the collar. You know why there's no dog in that collar? Because he's running loose in the jungle right now, just running loose all <laughs> over the place down there. I can't even say anything about that. I yeah. can't even say anything about that. I know I declared the Browns dead. I'm going to tell you why I wasn't wrong, all right? But it was nice to see this this weekend. It was great. The Browns are back, but I'm going to tell you why I wasn't wrong to declare them dead. Because they made a move, I didn't think. And everybody knows what move that is. That's also, true. How am I really, man? Cavs. 
Hey, rolling seven and four, just one in Madison Square Garden. Blue Jackets take two from Colorado. Good sports weekend for me. Ohio State takes care of sorry Nebraska. We're Barely. All this Barely. Stuff. Don't act like they blew them out. Hey. Don't act like they blew them out. Hey, they won. It's all that matters. Hey, the field, the field is catching up to Ohio State. It's not like it was. Oh, man, catching up. And then I want to tell you the last thing that I'm really happy about that, you know, uh, what was that? 3,634 days since Michigan beat Ohio State. <laughs> good, good, good week. I'm excited to talk about it. Although I do have one thing I'm mad about. We'll get into that later. Nope. Sounds good. We'll get into that later for sure. Um, like I said, great seeing this weekend. We're going to tell everybody about our trip to Denver here shortly. But right before we do that, we're going to go with the mix it up with Lee. Lee sent us a, a drink recipe. It was really one of the drinks I was drinking the whole time I was in Denver. Calls it a French 75, uh, 2.0 ounces of gin or vodka, whichever one you want to go with, One uh, 1.0 ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of lemon juice, and one ounce of champagne to top. Shake it up, put on ice, you're good to go. It's like I said, it's quality drink. <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit when I was out there in Denver, um, but overall, it was a good time. So getting to talk about Denver, getting the bonus segment. We went to Denver. A lot of friends went out there on this trip. Um, you know, what were your thoughts on the trip at overall? Oh, man, it was a blast. First time I actually hung out in Denver, not just going through or passing through or work-related. Right. It was the first time to actually just actually go out and hang out. And it's nice to see places happening again after the pandemic and stuff, because I'll tell you what, man, there ain't nothing like that around here. Right. Clubs were hopping, the bars were packed, people were out having a good time, like a uh, very vibrant city. That was my overall reaction. Definitely a different kind of vibe. Definitely a little artsy vibe. Definitely a younger crowd. Like, you know, if I was in my 20s, I'd have gone out there and be like, yo, this place, I got to go, right? Right. So right. that's what a lot of us thought. So, yeah, man, it was great to go see it. I still hate the Broncos, but, you know, you got a good team, to good good town to hang out. In. So, yeah. So you, right. you were going to go over some of the places we recommend or, or not. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, getting into everything I say, it, it is a little bit different vibe, but. You know, overall, I definitely had a good time, and you know, it was fun. It was different. Got to experience uh, a town that I've never been to before, so that's always fun. And I know we didn't even really get to experience the full Denver experience. You normally go out to the mountains for a little bit, go hiking and do whatever. We didn't do any of that. We pretty much stayed, you know, stayed in town, stayed in. We had a um, had an Uber in Low High, which is I was a lower Lower Highlands or whatever it's called. It's called Low High, so it was pretty pretty nice neighborhood. Uh, lots of different restaurants and bars within walking distance of it. Um, the Airbnb we stayed in was super nice. I mean, it could easily fit 12, 14 people. Uh, it was clean. It was probably one of the nicest buildings there on the block. Um, you can tell they renovated it, took care of it. Uh, I'm going to write a review for, for the lady here shortly that owned the Airbnb, Stephanie. It was, like I said, it was a great place to stay, and I would definitely recommend working with her. Um, good time. She was easy going as far as everything gives good tips as far as where to get different things, where to go, food, place to eat, you know, and um, it was just, it was an overall good experience. Uh, flights, I want to talk about flights getting out there. Landon was a little nervous getting out there on the flight on, on planes, but we made it there. We made it back successfully. And I think she's going to be on board going with flying other places. So I'm glad that that kind of helped her out on, on, the, on the trip. So I was glad about that. Um, don't know why I was kind of surprised by this, but Denver traffic is a little more than I even expected. Um, but you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Atlanta or LA. It wasn't like bumper, bumper, like a parking lot, but it was definitely busy. 
um, when we came in on, on that Friday and we got there like at, you know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., and there was still some traffic getting through there. So um, I was kind of surprised about that. And then um, ultimately, altitude. Don't know if it affected you much. It affected me a little bit. It affected me like less than I thought. Like, I, I wouldn't surprise me if I would have gotten altitude sickness, but it wasn't that bad as far as that. Uh, you could definitely tell with the sun. You know, we had beautiful weather out there. It was like sunny and 70 during the day, and the sun, you could just feel it through the air. You know, it was great. But at nighttime, when the sun went down, it definitely cooled off quite a bit. So there's a pretty drastic change going from like 70s to like high 30s, you know, with the, with the breeze. You know, you're, you're feeling that for sure. Um, restaurants around the area that we ate at or we had delivered to our house. Uh, we had a place called Sexy Pizza. Uh, had a couple of different pizzas there. And Dan got to experience that once he got there. So he was a little bit, a little bit late on that. He got there later than the rest of us there. Uh, but that was solid as far as that. You know, we had, it was more like, I guess, New York style pizza. Almost large slices. Uh, got some pepperoni, got cheese. Got like a... Um, one was bacon and basil and a couple other items on there and onions. And uh, got another one. I forget what, what kind of peppers were on it. Like some, I think it was chili peppers or whatever it was. Either way, it was a little more spice to it with hamburger meat and something and cheese and whatever. So that was pretty solid. Um, I know we had some, some burgers from a burger joint in the neighborhood. That was pretty solid. I wish I remember the name of the place. I know Lee used to work there at that particular bar, uh, bar restaurant. But I said, got the barbecue bacon cheeseburger from there. Solid. I think Dane got the same thing in the, it was, I was definitely not disappointed at all. Um, and then we went to, uh, went out to eat in a place in um, Rhino, which is um, close to downtown Denver. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant called Los, well, Los Chinones. And I know I butchered the name, so I apologize for that. But the, yeah. the food, the food was great. Um, I ended up having like uh, some various tacos, you know, some Bay Main shrimp tacos, pork, fried pork belly tacos, and I think I had some kind of um, steak, uh, carne asada tacos with that. So that was good. The queso, the nachos were good. Dane had all kinds of stuff on his plates. Oh, um, you you, you were serious on your food. Because what did I get? I got three different tacos and an enchilada, man. Yeah. Phenomenal, right? What's cool <laughs> about this place is not only so how, how good it was, but like it was a la carte. Like you get the menu. You weren't yep. trapped in any meal. You could order any different kind of taco, whatever, and match and mix and match whatever you wanted. Yep. Man, it was good. What was that name again? You got to get it out there because that place uh, was uh, Los Chinogas, Chin, Chinones. There we and go. It's, it's, it's L-O-S space C-H-I-N-G-O-N-E-S. Um, if yeah. I can, I'll try to get some videos of us up there at the, the place and everything. We're all on the rooftop. Had a great view of downtown Denver behind us. You know, up and you know, up and coming neighborhood, nice spot, place you go to easily walk to the various bars and whatnot, uh, bars and restaurants and breweries. So I mean, it was definitely a cool, a cool area to go and hang out in. It was great food, the you know, great drinks, and then you know, it was just a good atmosphere overall, and it was it was enjoyable for sure. Yeah, so definitely would have been a place we could definitely get rowdy and in the old trouble like we used to. But yep. actually, right. we're all out, and we're adults now. We had our girlfriends with us, or wife, so. Yep, you know, I'm going right. to behave for, you know, but uh, like I said, it was a great scene, man. And then, like we said, that last place, I don't know what kind of music they were playing. I don't know if that was like upbeat jazz or whatever, but in the mood I was in after all the uh, partying we had done all day and the drinks fit right in. It was perfect. Yeah, so, it was good. That place, that, that place called the Meadowlark. So it was kind of like a basement type bar. And, you know, usually basement bars, everybody's kind of kind of worried or sketchy, but I, I like the vibe. It kind of reminded me of a place in Indianapolis called the Casbah. Oh, and, man. Uh, 
We used to go there all the time. And the I always like that that dark basement vibe. It gave you kind of like the same kind of feel, almost like it'd be like some kind of house music. But it was a mix between like the house music and, like I said, bluesy. I can't even like, like I said, I couldn't really explain the kind of music they were playing. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a good spot. We had a good place getting our getting our beverages, hanging out, having a good time. So um, I enjoyed it. And then the next day, Dane missed this. He flew out early on Sunday morning, but we went to a place called the uh, Happy Camper. Happy Camper Denver and um, great place for brunch. You know, their brunch setup, you know, they had all the games on TV, uh, good spot, you know, had, I feel like they had a DJ going as far as the music and everything, it was just good vibe. And they had indoor and outdoor seating. Like it was pretty cool, you know, for a neighborhood type, you know, bar atmosphere. So definitely recommend that. I got the chicken and waffles. So it wasn't bad about that and had some Elena's breakfast burrito. That was really good too. So there's a lot of other options there, but. It was a good time for sure. Yeah, so get to Denver if you haven't been out there. A uh, lot to do, a lot of good eats. Uh, yeah, just, I, I, I know we only experienced like not even a quarter of what there is to offer out there too. So you know, bring your wallet. <laughs> yeah, bring your wallet. It's, it's gonna you know if you want to go out and do some, do the stuff, you have to you know pay pay a chunk of change for it, and that's all right. It's always good to have friends out there too that can kind of direct you to the right place to go. So yes. All right, we're discussing this. We're going to do this today or do this another time. First segment of the day, the official segment, best Christmas movie bracket. Dane, what do you got for Oh, yeah, so you know we had to bring out Christmas already because nobody really cares about Thanksgiving. Everybody wants Christmas already. So hey, Elena's getting ready to put up the Christmas tree this week. Yeah. This week she's putting up the Christmas tree and the Christmas decorations going up. Start talking about Christmas lights. I might be up wow. on the ladder here sometime soon. Wow. I don't know if I want to do that or not. Not wow, really, you but guys are messing around. So our tree around, usually man. goes up the day after Thanksgiving, but we'll see what happens this year. Yep. But to watch all the good stuff that's out there for Christmas, Christmas classics that we've probably watched a thousand times and some we probably haven't got to for whatever reason. <laughs> um, we're giving a we're getting a head start on Christmas. So don't hate us. I know some people hate the Christmas music uh, already playing at work. Some people already hate the Hallmark Channel, which I do year round, but you know, uh, got to bring it up because they start Christmas movies in July. But yeah, hey, you know, get your Christmas shopping in because shipping's not as fast. No offense, Dane. It's just not. It's so. not. So <laughs> here's the brackets. So we wrote, you know, I wrote all these down, all these classics that, uh, you know, we got to debate. And some of them might be, you might be upset how they're matched up early, but that's the way it goes. All right. And, and we apologize if we missed any Christmas movies. We're not Christmas movie professionals, but we did what we could thought we could and hopefully the list is as complete as it needs to be so we do celebrate christmas and we're going to get into it all right die hard don't we're not even going to debate if it's christmas movie or not because it is versus office christmas party with a great looking jeff Aniston. what do we got <laughs> i think i'll i think i'll go ahead and stick with die hard i'm on board with that I don't, i'm one of those i'm not sure if, it, if i count as christmas movie but since we're counting as christmas movie i'm sticking with die hard you know jennifer Aniston. not mad about it Sorry, Jennifer. Stick with old school Bruce Willis. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to agree with you on this just because obviously Die Hard's a classic, but Office Christmas Party is a modern day classic. I think it came out in 2016. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Don't watch it with the young kids, though. But I'll tell you, it's funny, right? <laughs> Here we go. We're going to do Gremlins versus all of the Christmas carols based off the Dickinson novel. A Christmas Carol. I'm you know, probably going to go, go Christmas Carol. Yeah, that one's going to be hard to beat. It's been redone a million times off yep. the 
think it's a novel is the story of Scrooge, right? The original, the original Scrooge story. So we're going to go Carol over Gremlins, although Gremlins is great for some reason. I still haven't figured out why, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tough one right off the bat. Home Alone 1 and 2 versus Nightmare Before Christmas. Me, it's not that tough. I'm going Home Alone series. Um, you know, obviously those are Christmas classics. They'll be on, they'll be on this year. They're probably already starting to play now, uh, to be honest with you. But yeah, I'm going Home Alone. Oh man, that's a tough one for me. I'm a big fan, like a lot of people. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas practically has a cult following. I mean, there's more gear and stuff down at Disney World for Nightmare Before Christmas being sold and almost for Mickey Mouse himself, right? Yeah. That's how popular this movie is. Uh, and the, in the order to keep it going, instead of debating it too long, I'm going to go with Home Alone 2, uh, uh, the Home Alone movies. Uh, obviously, Macaulay Culkin's claim to fame, right? So I mean, that's <laughs> a big claim, though. He's yeah. still getting paid from that. Easily. He was in the new American Horror Story as a male prostitute, so I recommend you see that. He's really moved up in his uh, roles. I, so, I, know, I, I am watching a movie or uh, a I guess the show or a series right now with his brother Kieran Culkin in it, Succession. I think it's on HBO Max. So I am a proponent of that. Go ahead and watch that show when you get a chance. Okay. All right. Miracle on 34th Street versus the old school animated Grinch. I go with Grinch. I'm going Grinch. Class. <laughs> I mean, that's just great one. And you can get it out of the way quick because it's like 25 minutes long. Yeah, it's not that bad. All right, a Christmas vacation, Chevy Chase, classic squirrel in the Christmas tree, chasing right. everybody, crazy, versus another Christmas classic, a Christmas story with the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> oh man, what do we go with here? I mean, for me, I'm gonna go Christmas vacation because I'm not gonna lie, I've seen parts of the Christmas story, but I've never actually sat down and watched it all the way through. So for that reason, I'm going to Christmas vacation. I know everybody probably thinks I'm crazy, but that's just me being honest. Hey, I'm going with you too. Like I like both movies, but a Christmas, a Christmas vacation is is a must watch for anybody. Yeah. All right, here's where I think we're gonna have our first disagreement here. Major one. We got Elf versus Frosty the Snowman, the old school animated classic. <laughs> See, on my end, Elf is like Elena's favorite movie. So like it, it could be on every single day. She's gonna sit down and watch it every single day now i don't like will ferrell like that but i didn't always love the frosty the snowman little claymation um oh, that's cartoon. that's that's 2d animation that's not the, the okay old. okay i'm still gonna go elf that's where i'm going okay i'm just gonna get this off my chest will I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't like will ferrell either i don't no. like will ferrell will ferrell's movies suck I still can't figure out the. Uh, uh, I agree with you, but I'm a, I, I do like Elf. He plays the same character in every movie. Uh, some creepy dude, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, Will Ferrell sucks. Uh, I'm gonna let you get the Elf through on this one, uh, just because you're not there. There's a lot of people that's in agreement with Elaine and love the movie. I don't get it. I thought it was terrible. I can't believe James Con did it, but whatever. All right. This one I'm not going to give on because I also think this person's not funny. We got Santa Claus, Tim Allen versus Rudolph. That's the claymation one. Rudolph, the red nose. Yes. 
Actually, you know, and I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll stick with Rudolph on this one. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with Rudolph. Yeah. Tim Allen, another one. Not a good Santa Claus. Terrible movie. Skip it. If you've, yeah. been, if you've, if you've had the unfortunate uh, uh, reason to watch those movies, for whatever reason, I feel sorry for you because <laughs> Tim Allen not funny, right? Like, only, only during Christmas time. And only not even the whole movie. He's like catch like halfway through. Oh, yeah. Terrible, <laughs> right? So Rudolph moves on. All right, this one, Charlie Brown Christmas, the old school animated one versus Jim Carrey's Grinch. Oh, I didn't know he put these together. That's terrible. Love both movies. Grew up on the one, well, I guess more my brother grew up on the one. Either way, gotta love Charlie Brown as much as I want to vote for the Grinch. I think that is a top tier movie and Jim Carrey did a great job. I'm sticking Charlie Brown Christmas. What are your thoughts? I agree. Love Charlie Brown Christmas since I was a kid. All right. I love it. Uh, Got to move it on. Got All right, here's a tough one. You're not going to like these two. So from a comedy standpoint, these two coming up are the two best, in my opinion. Harold and Kumar's Christmas with Doogie <laughs> Hauser in all his glory. All right. Versus <laughs> Bad Santa 1 and 2. Billy Bob Thornton playing himself. Oh. <laughs> only as Santa Claus. Right. So just I got you got to watch both. They both are definitely not. Christmas They're not kid friendly. They're not kid friendly. They're not to watch with the fam, but we got to yeah. make a choice. What do you think? If I have to make a choice, I'm going bad Santa. Yeah, I, it's tough because you know Doogie Hauser in heaven getting sent back to earth by Jesus because he was taking all Jesus's women is just crazy. But in itself, yeah. but <laughs> Billy Bob yeah. wins. We're yeah, the pride doesn't the pride doesn't support the whole Christmas movie argument. Yeah, <laughs> it supports the Christmas movie argument. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we got a one here: "Wonderful Life," which was considered basically the Christmas movie, the night I believe thirty-four classic, right? From right. Way Versus "Jingle All the Way" with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. I mean, I'm gonna go with "It's a Wonderful Life" because it's a classic. It's always going to be a classic. I Once again, one of those Christmas movies that I've honestly never fully watched. I've seen parts of it, but I haven't watched the whole thing. Maybe that'll be my goal during this Christmas to watch all those Christmas movies that I've never sat down and actually watched. So, like, It's a Wonderful Life and A Christmas Story. I need to go ahead and just knock those off my list. The Jingle All the Way is terrible. It's the worst fiction of fictions. In what world does Arnold Schwarzenegger run from Sinbad, right? This is just garbage it's a horrible movie arnold i can't believe you did it the only one worse than that's the one when you were pregnant or something having a baby yeah that was pretty bad that, yeah i mean that's just embarrassing jingle all the way you suck wonderful life moves on classic all right we got the polar express versus silent night <laughs> easy choice for me i'm going polar express Tom Hanks is the main character in the movie. Lots of the actors that are in it. This is like, a, this is an animation or animated type movie. I don't know if it's Pixar or whatever it is. Um, either way, definitely family friendly. Not trying to make a Halloween movie out of Christmas. Good for the kids. Has a good mess for the kids. Great for Christmas, especially Christmas morning. I say go with it. Uh, Polar Express. I'll go Polar Express, but uh, Silent Night, if you don't know what that one is, it's an 80s slasher film. A dude dressed up as Santa Claus killing people with a hatchet, and they even remade it. It was so good. So if you're really bored, check it out. But in the in the 
in the spirit of Christmas, we'll leave yes. the killer Santa uh, behind in round one and move the Polar Express forward. All right. Now we're going to get into it. Now it gets serious. we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven opponents left. All right, here we go. Die Hard versus all the Christmas carols. I'm going Christmas carols. Gotta go tradition. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Must must watch. Agree. Uh, Agree. That's definitely one of the best ones. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna go Carol over Die Hard, although we love Die Hard. This is where it gets tough, right? Home yep. Alone versus the original Grinch. I gotta go Grinch here. I like Grinch. I can go with you. I, I can agree with you. I'll go Grinch. I'm good with that. It's tough. It's tough, but the Grinch is such a classic. We got to move it on. Right. All right. Um, we have Christmas Vacation versus Elf. You know where I'm going on this. I know you're going on it. And yeah, I don't like Will Ferrell that much at all. Like I really don't like him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, Christmas or Christmas story. No, not Christmas story. What are we doing? Christmas vacation. There we go. Yeah, Christmas vacation. And I, I realize this is probably gonna make a lot of people upset because for some reason people like Will Ferrell, but no, I don't. He's terrible. Christmas. I don't either. Chevy Chase, way funnier. Right. Yep. Sorry, Lena. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. All right. We got Rudolph versus Charlie Brown. Now it's getting serious. Two that's messed up. That's that's a that's a terrible bracket choice. We should have we should have thought better about these brackets. Um, <laughs> I'm going Charlie Brown, hands down. I'm actually with you on this. That's God a really tough Brown. one. We love the abominable snowman, but we're gonna go Charlie Brown. Christmas moving along. Really tough one here. Very contrasting opponents. Bad Santa versus a wonderful life. Now we struck dad on site for choosing bad Santa over a wonderful life. I mean, if you don't know the wonderful life story, that's where the guy dies and he sees what life would be without him. Right. And that's that's a story. I mean, if you're talking about in the spirit of Christmas, I'll say it's a wonderful life. Once again, I've not watched this wonderful life. I've only watched bad Santa. So there's a bunch of the movies I've watched bad Santa, but. Probably should have over here. It's a wonderful life. And like I said, I should probably watch the movie. Uh, you know what? Bad Santa is hilarious, but I'm going wonderful life also. Right. <laughs> can't, can't go without it. All right. Polar Express got a buy. All right. Now we work our way back up. Yes, Polar sir. Express versus a wonderful life. I'm going Polar Express. Ooh. I, I, I stick with it. I, I will vouch for it. Families should watch it together. Lots of, lots of kids live, kids can learn a lot of good lessons in that movie. And it puts you in the Christmas spirit. We have a stalemate. I'm going wonderful life. So we're going to have to flip on it like we did last time. We don't have to do this often, but we're going to flip on it right here. That's All right. You already know my, you already know my philosophy. Tails never fails. Let's go. Tails. It is tails. I told you. Two oh, for two, son. Two for two. All right. Polar Express beats them out in overtime. All right. right, Charlie Brown Christmas versus Christmas Vacation. I'm going Charlie Brown Christmas, hands down. I got you too. Charlie Brown Christmas, it's a must. And now we have a Christmas Carol versus the Grinch. Oh, I think I'm going Christmas Carol because yeah, I think you have to. I feel like classic ones. I feel like you have to go Christmas Carol. Um, like I said, from the Dickens, the Dickens story. 
the the various iteration, you know, reiterations and re recreations of the of the movie and the book and everything. Yeah, I go Christmas Carol. All right, so here we are. We're down to the final three, and this is where we're going to eliminate one. We got yep. Christmas Carol, Charlie Brown Christmas, and Polar Express. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. If I have to eliminate one, I guess I'm going to eliminate Polar Express. Okay, we're in agreement on that one. Polar's done. Yep. And now for the finale, Charlie Brown's Christmas versus A Christmas Carol. For me, hands down, the best Christmas movie of all time, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Wow. <laughs> this is tough for me. You know, I'm, I'm a humanities major, right? That was my second major. Right. Hard for me to go against Dickinson, the writer of A Tale of Two Cities. And That's true. That's true. There's a lot of history behind this, behind, you know, behind um, A Christmas Carol. And if that gets chosen, if that gets chosen, I, I understand that I'm not mad about it. And there's a lot of good things going to it. And it, I would say there, there's a lot of different versions of it. And there probably will be a lot of different versions of it going forward. So I know um, as good as they all are, I think Mickey did the best, but the, it's tough. <laughs> I, I agree. Everybody should definitely watch Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's worth it. So, and, you know, and, I, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to going back on my, on my choice and doing the Christmas Carol. Like I think I can, I can be on board with be, having the Christmas Carol be the number one Christmas movie. All right. I and, think, I, and I feel bad about it. I think we can probably agree that a Christmas Carol is the ultimate Christmas story. Maybe. Yeah. But possibly the best movie could be Charlie Brown as the standalone. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that. Okay. So even though that's a little shady, what we just pulled off, we're going to go. Yeah, it, it is. We're trying to treat ourselves with the NCAA. It's yes. sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> sketchy. A little sketchy here, but we're going to go Charlie Brown. Christmas as the ultimate Christmas story, a Christmas Carol, the ultimate Christmas story. Must read, must see, watch them all. They're all good. All right. Uh, that's what we got, Charlie Brown. So let us know what you think. Charlie Brown's Christmas going to be a controversial choice, but it is. It is. Hey, the way they were. Everybody out there with smaller kids, expose your kids to Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Let's go. Yep. Do it. <laughs> We just pulled a NCAA BCS naming co-champions. It's messed up. That's right. Yeah, we just pulled some BCS, the same system we hate. We just use its principles. We kind of did. Completely messed up. <laughs> it's our what we got? College football rundown. Dane, run through it. All right, run so down. you know we always got to do our college football thing. Got you. Uh, kind of limited down. I know we were both shocked by the rankings that came out on uh, – the disrespect to Cincinnati, but at the end of the day, uh, the committee has made it clear that schedule matters more than anything, right? Yep. It's schedule, right? Not Agreed. even wins, it's schedule. Agreed. So to run through, we're going to start with who we've been doing, the top dog, no pun intended, Georgia 41, Missouri 6, Georgia 337 passing yards, 160 rush, dominate again. They're running through the south like Tecumseh Sherman just – yeah, just yeah, Burn burning, burning Burn every down. city down, boy. Just yeah. burning it down, like it's 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 ugly. I don't think there's any debate, Georgia. I have not seen this little debate over who's number one in a long time. I mean, this Georgia team is dominating, like Alabama has. Uh, do, Alabama dominated during the pandemic a little bit, 
but not like this. Like this is just no close games. And I don't even think Georgia has an offense, but just no one can challenge their defense. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> the only thing you can go back to is the week one game against Clemson where Georgia barely won. It was basically based on an interception. It shows their offense might have a little weakness. Right. Clemson has proven to be not very good this year, right? Let's just call it what it is. Yep. So um, Sweeney ain't got that drip no more, whatever that thing was on TikTok, no more drip for Sweeney. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Georgia, you know, you can get better as the season goes on. I think the offense has. I think they've proved it going through the SEC like they have. Yep, no, I agree 100%. All right, LSU 14, Alabama 20. The boys came to play for Big O in his final season, but Young, 302 yards, two touchdowns. Alabama squeaks it out. What are your thoughts on that one? I am surprised that Alabama let the game that be that close, especially with all the turmoil that LSU has this season. Like they have the athletes, but they don't have really have a quarterback. They obviously don't have a head coach anymore, and yet they're giving the man they're giving Alabama everything they can handle all game. And um, just once again, I'll tell you, like the gaps closing in college football in those top teams. You know, Alabama the gap was closing. Clemson the gap's already been closed and surpassed. Ohio State gap's closing. So. All right, so there we go. Uh, but uh, congrats to Coach O. I mean, he's done. He is – the one thing I like about Coach O, even though he's like one of the worst coaches ever, even though he won a national title, maybe the worst – He's a great recruiter. He's a great recruiter. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like he grew up right by the – right by the, you know, college and uh, won him a national championship with the best season in college football history probably with Joe Burrow. So, you know, yep. he – his dream right it's ending ugly but you know he, he lived his dream all right Michigan State goes down we have to bring this up because they just beat Michigan they came off a high and then the perennial upset team Purdue always has that one game in them and oh, this yeah. year was against Michigan State Purdue wins at home 40 to 29. Do you think that Michigan State should be penalized that much for just one loss? Uh yeah because it's Purdue. Do you yep. think that Michigan should be penalized as much because Michigan State lost? Or do you think like do you think like Michigan's legit legit loss, or do you think like Michigan State's loss to Purdue was a true hiccup that they shouldn't have lost? Yeah, I kind of look at it as Michigan's a legit loss to a good team, and Michigan State lost to an inferior team because they weren't ready to play. And I think that's something that needs to be taken into account in these rankings. Yeah. So I agree. I look at it. All right. But uh shocking, but what that does is that opens the door for Ohio State big time now. I mean. 100%. You know, they're in the driver's seat for a spot in the uh, in the playoff. Well, yep. All right. Tulsa 20, Cincy 28, Riddler 274, two touchdowns. Again, a Tulsa team, only three wins, not the kind of win they needed. They're done, in my opinion. I mean, they went out the rest of the way. It doesn't matter. And you know what I want to – you know what we're going to see? This is my projection. I think the committee's in going to – put them up against Texas A&M, who I think is going to run the table and is yeah. really good right now, and they're going to go mop the floor with Cincy. I think that's that's my prediction, that the committee's not going to let Cincy in, and they're going to play Texas A&M down in Texas because they're going to make it in the South, and it's going to be in Jerry World against Texas right. A&M. Like you know, what's that, the Longhorn Bowl or something like that? or the, yeah. And they're going to get stomped. So that's my projection now. That's what the committee does with small schools that think they should get in. They make them play the best team that didn't get in, and that's what I see happening. What's your thoughts? No, I, yeah, I can completely see that. Like, UC needed to go out there and just 
you know, beat teams convincingly. Like Navy is one thing. All right, you get a buy on that one. It'll but pass like, on Navy. Yep. But you know, all like these other teams, like Tulsa, like they needed to run table with everybody until they got the SMU. If that was a close game, that's fine because SMU is a ranked team. Like everybody else in the conference, they needed to go through and show why they were that much more superior than everybody else in their conference. And they're not doing that, unfortunately. It hurts, it hurts Cincy that they don't have a game against Houston, too, because Houston's one loss and they beat SMU and they really yep. need that game on the schedule. Their That's schedule just bad luck on the schedule. The rest of the way out. They really needed SMU to run the table. Uh, even though the committee's made it clear, even if they run the table, it, it wouldn't really matter, right? Some crazy right. stuff would have to happen. I think even if crazy stuff happened, they wouldn't get in. So since he's done from a playoffs perspective, but uh, I think they'll get a chance to prove themselves against what I think is a uh, Texas A&M team on the rise. Go to that game real quick. Texas A&M wins against Auburn at home 20 to three. Uh, we talk a lot about defense. Texas A&M's defense probably right there with Georgia's just shutting people down. Uh, they had some offensive problems they seem to be re, uh, fixing, which kind yep. of came out against uh, Alabama. So if they fix their offensive problems with that defense, it's a shame they only got they already got two losses because that's a team nobody want to play. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree 100%. So true. And there's like I said, they're trying to figure out the quarterback issues early in the season. It was just some bad luck because – they're definitely the team in Texas, in my opinion. Like, Texas Longhorns are no oh, longer yeah. a factor. Everybody wants to go to Texas A&M, and they have the athletes, and they're figuring out the quarterback situation, but it's just they had the unfortunate start to the season for yeah. them because they, they look like they're for real now. Yeah, so that's the team I see Cincy getting to play. Um, then I'm going to bring up Oregon because they're still in the top four. 26-16 over Washington, really underwhelming performance against a bad Washington team. Yeah, I'm still not sure about Oregon. I mean, they lost their top running back who really, really affected Ohio State. I mean, he was the difference maker in that game. Uh, I think he was the difference maker on their team. Uh, I mean, they still have a decent defense and everything, but there's not as offensively explosive as what I think they probably need to be in a questionable Pac-10 or Pac-12, sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they need to go out there and handle business too. But they're still in a, they're still in a decent seat to get in the playoff right now if they, if they went out. And I don't yeah. know who really on their schedule is going to stop them. I mean, Oregon State, I think, has looked decent, if I remember right. Um, and, but I don't know who else they – I don't know who else they played next. I, mean, I think they play Washington State next. They don't have to worry about them. But they're scheduled down to stretch. I just don't know how hard it is for them. You know what? I've watched them play a couple times. I just – they just seem not ready to play sometimes. They'll go and smoke somebody that he thinks pretty good you know, put on a great performance, and then they have something like this. So, I mean, I, I, I do think they're going to run the table. I think the pack's extremely weak. Uh, they're going to be in the playoff. I think they're going to finish as a four seed, even if they run the table, just because of their yeah. schedule. And they're probably going to have to play Georgia first and probably going to know how that's going to happen. Right. All right. So, let's get into our games. Let's start with Michigan, 29 over Indiana. We're going to start with this one. Uh, Indiana, probably most disappointing team to Big Ten, maybe in the nation. Uh, McNamara for Michigan, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Haskins, 27 rushes, 168 yards, one touchdown. What do you got? Um, I know Michigan came in and they ultimately did what they needed to do. Wasn't pretty, but I don't think Harbaugh, the style ball they're going to play this year is going to be pretty, unfortunately. It's just not going to be like that. You know, they're going to try to play solid defense. They're going to try to grind it out a little bit. Um, hopefully they can pass the ball a little more consistently. Hopefully they can, they can throw a little, a little more like they did against Michigan State a little bit. 
and find those, um, you know, find the answers there. I know Blake Corm, one of the one of the starting running backs, uh, he went out early with an injury, and I didn't I didn't see whether or not he was able to come back or how bad that injury was. That's why Haskins had more of the carries. Where normally they split, you just have about 15 carries a piece. But this time Haskins had what you said 27, 28 carries, something like that. So usually he doesn't have that kind of volume, but I think he's a volume type back where you can wear on you. But um, I'm still I'm unsure. You know, there's there's lots of things I do like about the team, but I'm definitely uneasy about their line. I'm uneasy about part of their secondary uh, as well. And I'm uneasy about the offensive play calling. I do think defensive play calling was better as far as like um, not having the illegal defenses called on them for um, calling sub or illegal substitutions called on them for uh, trying to change out the personnel when the offense didn't do so. So I think he was getting better with that. Um, so we'll see how well he adjusts to that going forward, especially next week when they play Penn State. That's when we'll see if they're really for real because Penn State's defense seems to be solid, even their offense is, is suspect. I can't figure out Penn State, but I will say Michigan, uh, you know, they, coaching seems to be, I hate to say this, but coaching seems to be their problem. They dominated the first part of that Michigan State game, let it slip away, bad play calls, bad. Yeah confusion on defense, just unacceptable stuff at that level, especially a coach like Harbaugh has been there a long time. Uh, this game against Indiana doesn't tell me anything. Don't really have anything to say. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it, it's tough. It's, it's hard to say something. I, the defense coordinator, all right, he's from the league. He's young and he's from the NFL. He's still learning some things. I'll give him a pass because overall their defense, I think, has been better um, overall. Um, but offense, though, like, I'm still wondering why Josh Gad is still there. I don't understand his play calling sometimes. Um, I think he puts them in bad spots. And then, like, the weaknesses that they have on offense get get um, um, they get magnified because he puts them in bad situations with his play calling, in my yeah. opinion. And it's hard to explain for people that don't understand football. It's just, as a former offense player watching it, I feel like he can do different things to get his best players in better situations. Uh, and not put them in situations that has them at a complete uh, disadvantage. Yeah. All right. So move on. Uh, Michigan took care of business. Ohio State, 26 at Nebraska, 17. Stroud, 36 for 54. Threw 54 times again. 405 yards, two touchdowns. His stats for the year are just getting crazy because the amount of tossing the ball around they do. That's kind of crazy, though. Like, why, I understand why they weren't running the ball more with Henderson. They only had 90 total rush yards. Henderson, 21, 92, 4.4 yards a carry. Uh, they've had time. They've had moments this year, particularly against Oregon, where they weren't able to run the ball that well. Uh, I mean, this is Ryan Day offense. Like, Ryan Day, Ohio State. We're not going to play defense. We're going to chuck it around, outscore you. Uh Nebraska, I thought, should have stuck with the run. For some reason, Ohio State was having a lot of trouble. I mean, we were all in Denver watching. They had the whole group together for that afternoon game watching that game. We're like, man, Nebraska's in this game like they've been in almost every game this year, right? They just can't close the deal. Uh, Martinez, what was his final numbers? Um, Wasn't nothing spectacular. 248 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, I forget what he had for rush, but – yeah, I mean, Ohio State's got to beat Nebraska. I don't think it was no easy game. Nebraska showed us last several weeks they can play defense. They can hang with people. Uh, I'm not upset they didn't blow them out. I thought it was a little close for a while, though. But uh, what do you think? I don't. Does, does Scott Frost keep his job? 
Did he do it up to keep his job? Oh, they they just gave him a five-year extension. He oh, did they? Okay. I think he I could see argue. Well, he was arguing he needed an extension. I think he was on life support, and he forced the administration to give him that extension because his argument, which holds some weight, that he can't go recruit these players on a one-year one year left on his deal or two years or whatever it was. He can't commit right. guys. Uh, but you know what I would argue with Scott Frost? Number one, if you're if you're recruiting players that are going to be there for four years, you're not going to beat Ohio State. You're not going to beat Michigan. You're not going to beat Michigan State. Like, you need dudes – with are these, gonna be there two, three years, and they're going to the league. To hey, be, with these new NILs, though, they might be staying more long term. Might help them out. Might, might, but you know, like you know, Ohio State don't think that way. You know, you can't, as the coach of Ohio State, say, "Hey, man, I can't worry about these guys. I need, I mean, you know, they're going to be seniors in four years. I need a contract." If I was the administrative guy, I'd be like, "Well, you ain't recruiting the right guys yet because these dudes better be done in three years and playing on Sunday on year four, right?" right. Uh, Nebraska, like. I think they're actually going to take a step back next year too, because Martinez has been the quarterback for what feels like 10 years. And uh, yeah, you know, they lose a lot of guys. This is a senior team. They made a lot of mistakes early. That's on the coaching. Uh, I don't want to go too much into Nebraska, but like, I think they're going to go backwards next year and they're going to Nebraska's going to have to pay frost all that money. And I don't know what direction they go from there. Cause they haven't been able to figure it out since the Senator left. So you know, it is what it is. So, but right. Ohio State took care of business. That's all I got to say. Nope, they did. They had to, did what they had to do. I don't know who they play next week. Actually, I do know who they play next week. They're going to play Purdue. So, they better not fall in the same trap Michigan State did. I don't think they will. I think they'll show up. They're at home versus Purdue. So, I think they'll take care of business pretty easily. I'll look forward to next week, though, when, when Michigan plays Penn State. Uh, that'll be legit test and um and kind of go from there and it's at Penn State, State too to win. I look for Ohio State to win big just for the fact that Purdue can only play one good game a year and they already used it so yep, yep. And luckily for for Michigan it's a noon game at Penn State not a night game I don't think it's a wide out so that helps yeah that helps. Yep. they couldn't even beat Illinois at home with a white out without the white out so it's looking yeah. good <laughs> true True, true. So, all right, what we got? NFL, Bengals, Browns, right? We're getting oh, yeah, baby. The dogs are loose. In I know. Ohio. I can't even say anything about it. I have nothing. Yeah. So, let's go over the numbers real quick. So, Browns 41, Bengals 16. All right, Mayfield, 218 yards, but they didn't need to throw that much, and he hit the big throws that he needed to, 14 of 21. Four of those were throwaway. He really only missed one pass. Yep. He had a 10.4 average, right? If you take the throwaways, uh, it's like 14 average, right? Two touchdowns, no interceptions, finished on an 82 QBR. Baker came to play after all the OBJ drama. And then the boy Chubb, 14 carries, 137 yards, 9.8 yards per carry, 9.8, two touchdowns, and he busted a 70-yarder off that nobody on the Cincinnati defense could catch him. He was faster than everybody on that field, right? And he had one reception early in the game, and people forget about this. I think people, that third down reception when it was still a game, Nick Chubb catching a 23-yard pass, never done that before. Yeah. Used his hands, got it right on the sidelines. Dude, Chubb came to play. He came to back his boy. The whole team came out to back their boy. They showed where their support lies by the way they played with Baker. If you watch the way they were getting with Baker the whole game, they showed where their loyalties lie. Uh, just a great win. 
I declared the Browns dead, but here's why I wasn't wrong. I didn't think they'd get rid of OBJ. They don't win this game if OBJ is still there. That's what kind of drama this dude causes, right? So, because look, we've seen this last year. No OBJ, they blow out everybody. Should have won the Super Bowl if they had just tackled your Michigan boy Henny on a freaking 17-yard run, right? Right. uh, No OBJ. That's why my declaration was correct, because if OBJ was still there, this doesn't happen. No OBJ. This is the team he gets. Stefanski calls better plays. Baker plays better. Everybody plays better. And you don't have that tension, right? Just yeah, they, can just, they can just go out there and run the offense like they normally do. He doesn't have to worry about trying to force feed the ball uh, to receiver yes. to, to keep his, his mouth shut for keeping the locker from being divided and keeping all those issues in check. You know, he doesn't yeah. worry about all that. So now he just go out there and play ball like he normally would. Find whoever's open, find the best play for the offense, not to hear people chirping about it or people, people's parents putting videos out on Instagram saying you're missing my son. That's wide open. Well, put videos of your son dropping passes too, or put a videos of your son dro- or gator arm in a ball because they're scared they're gonna get hit. Maybe he says I'm making a business decision. Sometimes they get paid and to not mess with your money, you're gonna make those things that are not business decisions, you're gonna show why you're a superstar. Well, I still am trying to figure out why OBJ is a superstar. I don't think no, but right. I agree. I think some team's going to make a mistake getting this guy, and I think he's going to get a prove it deal. And uh, he's like we talked about, five ten maybe at best. He's really light duty. Can't stay healthy. Gets pushed around and, and up close. Yep. Doesn't run the routes. He runs where he thinks he's open, but the quarterback don't know where he's going to be. Like, yeah, uh, this dude. Yeah, they- this dude. Oh, uh, I know. Like, yeah, you said it all. Like, you know, and then your dad comes out and posts a video. That's cowardice garbage like this dude needs to go away i'm so glad he's out of cleveland i was so hyped when we got him but you know what the giants knew what they were doing because he had been doing that to them for a while right right killing the giants i've never seen a dude make more money off one catch in my life to all you young players out there all you gotta do is make one highlight real catch against dallas on prime time and you'll make more money per tweet than tom brady like that's the kind of pub you get if you beat the cowboys right that's true so, uh, real quick, so before you go into the Bengals, I want to go over what you thought here. Burroughs, 28 of 40, 282 yards, only 7.1 per care uh, pass. He had two interceptions. He was sacked five times for minus 25 yards. He had a 16.5 QBR. Um, Chase had six receptions for only 49 yards on 13 targets, zero touchdowns. They tried to hand it off to him twice for zero yards. The Browns played lockdown on the chase party. What do you think? And I'm going to tell you what I think, too, because I think the Bengals messed up somewhere. But you go ahead. Um, I think they can bounce back overall. Um, I honestly wish they could – I wish they could run the ball with Mixon a little bit more instead of, like, reverting to just straight, like, chucking the ball everywhere. But I think they always start out the games where, all right, they're going to try to run the ball – and control and mix in and get the ball going, then use play action and it'd be, you know, be able to have a little more balance on offense, which I love passing. You know, they have the weapons to pass. I get it. But ideally, I think that they would be better served as an offense to have it run through mixing. I just, once again, it goes back to the offense line, which they've improved since last year, but mixing never has the open lanes just run through. Like Chubb had open lanes run through. Mixing's always making the first guy, like, if he has, to, if he has like, if he does have a good run, which he's a zone scheme runner, so he's a patient runner, he always has to make the first guy miss and then get yards afterwards. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm with you. You hit the nail on the head, right? Mixon is the guy, right? Right. So if you look at his stats, you said 13 carries for only 64 yards, but he averaged 4.9 at two touchdowns as long as 21. The Bengals coach panicked and got away from Mixon when it was working. He panicked. That's a coach that's in his third year here right now. He shouldn't, but he's in his first season where something's expected of him. He panicked. He tried to force the ball to Chase, but Chase did not have a good game. Late in the game, when Bengals could have got back into it, Chase dropped one right here in the end zone. It was good coverage, but he's he's got to catch that ball. Even even before that, like Bengals were down opening drive, and there was they were first and goal, and then Burrow threw a, a pick six. You know, on that, and then they went back down and they went right back down the field and scored. It's a 14 so yeah. I mean, it's just rounds they, were they, they, all, they, whatever they're doing the first quarter, they, they got away from like so they panicked or they changed their game plan or whatever. Maybe the Browns did something to, to make some changes. I mean, I get it, Burrow was under pressure a little bit, and but yeah, they completely just abandoned the running game. And they, the most impressive thing was the one-on-one coverage on Chase. It's not like they yeah. were really doubling him. They were they were on him. Well, the thing is, though, like, it's not going to have other weapons besides Chase. That's the thing. Like, they still have Higgins. They still have Boyd. Uzama is serviceable, and they have Mixon. So, like, the fact that Chase is double-covered, it shouldn't make a difference to me. Higgins had a good game. Six receptions, 78 yards, 13 carries. I think Burroughs was trying to force the ball to chase late because they were down and they were panicking a little bit. Right. So um, that's that's one of those things where I think it's tough having the three receivers with the tight end in the back. Like, I know, I know it probably goes against whatever the thinking is, but I feel like the Bengals operated better when Higgins wasn't out there, when it was just Chase, Boyd, and Uzama as their pass catchers and Mixon as a running back. I think that's when offense worked best. Um, but – yeah. You know, it's just it's it's you know, there's just a lot of mouths to feed, and um, you know, it's it's just tough. But we'll see. I'm sure the Bengals will figure it out, and um, they're still talented. I still think the defense has improved. They have to be better, obviously. I think they'd be better at stopping the run. Um, but you know, they have to get back to where they were and they play Baltimore. But I don't think Baltimore is all as great as what everybody thinks either. Um, no, they've been getting lucky. Defense has been as soon as defense is going to prevent a, prevent defense. Lamar yeah. leads them back. If I'm playing the Ravens, I'm coming all game long. I don't care if I'm up three touchdowns. I'm coming for Lamar. If you let him sit back there and pick you apart or take off running when you're only rushing three, things like yesterday is going to happen, yeah. right? So, but Lamar Jackson, I've seen him like in like Vegas has him seventh in MVP voting. I don't know how he's not the MVP because he's the whole team. So yeah, he, he yeah, almost won't put a team on the back. He is, he does everything for them without him. They are nothing hundred percent, but they go back to the Browns. Not only was it getting rid of OBJ, they got people healthy like Ward, who's a playmaker. And you see why Ward was a top draft pick when that interception, making a play, right. Old teammate. There are some concerns I still have with the Browns. I know no one wants to hear that, but we had four offs off sides to start the game right away. Like what's that, get that. What's up with that? that? Like you're looking at the ball. Like yeah. it's not hard to look and line up on side. It's just well, you do it once, okay. You do it three times in a row, like you're you're an idiot. Like there's still a lot of penalties that that the Browns still lead in penalties. They got to clean that up. They got to clean up the penalties. Uh, another play, and this I think they deliberately hold Baker back. I do. When the Browns got that fumble, and they're up twenty-one-seven, right? Before the half, 
Yep. Let Baker chuck that ball into the end zone. What are we running a, a, op, a receiver option on the five-yard line for, right? That was that play not ugly? And I just sit here and we get, you know, they get the field goal. You're up 24-7, right? But well, why, right? Why? Well, that was the dumbest play call i ever seen. I swear they hold Baker back. You know what I get mad about? You hear on these stuff. Oh, he didn't throw for 500 yards. Well, that's Their not offense is built for 500 yards. That's not what they do. But I'll tell you what, Baker could throw for 500 yards. If you go back and let him throw 50 times like Herbert now at OBJ's gone, and he's throwing to your Michigan boy, Diamond Peoples-Jones, who's a man-child. That dude is the man. That's going to be the biggest <laughs> steal in the draft. Urban Meyer says the best high school player you ever seen. Did you see him on that fly? He walked by. You know what was disturbing about the game is – I thought the talent differential was different. Like this, like the Browns offensive line was pushing people around. The D line was getting the Burroughs. If I was Burroughs, I'd have been scared to death with them dudes. Clowney hit him so hard on that one play, started a little skirmish on the sidelines. Yeah, he like, got him pretty good. Looked not just like the better team, but the more talented team. I thought the talent stood out because your talented players made big time plays, and that's what they're paid big money to do. Right. Yep. And they did that. They so, did. yeah, I don't know what your thoughts on that. I not, but you could also argue the Bengals could argue, Hey, we walked the ball down the field two times. Things spiraled out of control. We're not a turnover team. We're going to get them next time in Cleveland. Right. By no means do I think this is going to be the out, outcome next time, but it was definitely, uh, I thought the Bengals would bounce back better after a loss of jets. So now yes. after everybody was high on the Bengals, Two weeks in a row, they lost to a terrible team, and they got pounded by the Browns team everybody thought they were going to be. I expect expectations to come down a little bit. We'll see what happens. I think they're still a young team. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, they brought in a lot of new players. They're still young. Yes, they've won some games. They have the potential. But to do it on a consistent week-to-week basis, I think they're still learning. I think the coach is still learning. Um, I think they're doing these, these things right now a year early to be honest with you. So um, we'll see, you know, if they can just keep it, you know, do well in division down the stretch and win those games that they should. Um, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be more competitive in Cleveland. I feel like this always happens. Cleveland takes one in Cincinnati and Bengals take one in Cleveland. Um, well, Cleveland's six and seven in the last six, seven games now. So yeah. Baker owns Cincinnati at this point, like Roethlisberger owns Cleveland. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Bengals Bengals been through, through their slump. I think they're a different team than what they've been in the past three years or so. So um, I do think they're better. I think they're more improved. I, th- I, I think that they can uh, – I think they can still make the playoffs, to be honest with you. And Browns probably can too. You know, the Browns look – they look like a more solid team than the Ravens. The Ravens, without Lamar Jackson, nothing at all. Yeah, um, if he goes down, they're done. Yeah, like uh, I feel like the Bengals and the Browns both have defense. Uh, they both can typically score with teams. Um, I think they, they can – they can dominate in some fashion. Both, I feel like both teams can. So, I, I think I also think they're the best teams in the North. Even, even though the Ravens' record is better, I think I think it is honestly going to be between the Bengals and the Browns. If if the Bengals play to their potential, they're still young. You never know what they're going to do week to week officially, but they just got to get more consistent. So, one side note, a little discouraging for the Browns. Greedy Williams hurt his shoulder. That same shoulder kept him out all last year. He's a top yeah. pick at corner, uh, second rounder. Like, I think it was three years ago now, two years, whatever. Uh, he's probably done. I can't see it. It's just one of them injuries that just I can't come back for. 
Uh, I think he's done. But uh, overall, Browns, they got they're in Foxborough next week. We're gonna learn about what a lot about what they're made of next week in Foxborough. Yeah. All so right. So, was, so Vegas had to have won big in the NFL this week, right? Because oh, yeah. Dallas Underdog. lost never at home. Uh, the Rams got their butts kicked by a Titans team with no Derrick Henry. Like Vegas probably has so much money rolling in, it's probably spilling out the casinos right now probably because true. of the craziness. Even the Bengals are one half point dogs, uh, favorites against the uh, Browns. Yep. So, what we're going to start doing, we're going to run through quick picks. We're going to pick them quick. I'm not going to let you think about it. We're just going to pick next yep, week. That works. Well, we, we watch a lot of football. We spill rattled off. Yes, sir. All right. Ravens, Dolphins. Ravens. Ravens. I agree. Browns, Patriots. <laughs> so much for quick. So much for quick. Uh, Patriots. All right. Patriots. Mm. It's in Foxborough, right? Yeah, Patriots. Yep, I got Browns. I feel like the comeback's on. All right. Falcons at Cowboys. Cowboys. Bounce back game. Get right. I agree. Saints at Titans. Titans. They're rolling. I'm going to go Saints on a comeback game. I think they're going to sign OBJ, too. All right. Uh, Jags at Colts. Jags coming off big win against Buffalo. I forgot to mention that one. The money just rolling out the casino. Jags Colts. at Colts. Colts defense is going to shut down the Jags. All right, you got Colts at home. I'm going to take Jags on the road. I'm feeling the Urban Meyer train. I told you they'd be the most improved team second half of the year. I don't trust Carson Wentz. I'm going Jags, Urban Meyer all day. Get the Urban I'm Meyer. I'm going Colts defense, man. Colts win. defense. I'm going to start hanging out at Urban Meyer's tap house. All right, what we got? I bet. Got- I bet. <laughs> so what we got? We got Bills Jets at Jets. Bills. Bills. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Bills come back. Lions at the Steelers. Ooh. Lions are winless. It's hard to go winless. Yeah, the Steelers. Like garbage lately. Steelers. I think Steelers have new life. Yep. I'm with you on that. All right. Bucks at Washington. Could be a trap game. Bucks. No trap game. Washington's garbage. Yeah, I'm oh. with you. I'm going Bucks. Uh, speaking of garbage, Panthers at Arizona. I'm going Arizona. Yeah, I'll go Arizona. Panthers are happen awful. To them. They look great at the beginning of the season, but they fall off a cliff. Well, but they have McCaffrey back, so they have, they have a chance. But, real Sam Darnold stood up, so they got yeah. no quarterback. Uh, Vikings at Chargers. This one's a tough one. That is a tough one. At Chargers, I'm going to say Chargers. Chargers got to outscore them, though, because Chargers defense is as good as what you think. I'm really torn on this one. Vikings just find ways to lose, just like unbelievable the way they find ways to lose. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go Chargers too. So last five games we've been in agreement. That's scary. All right. Eagles at Broncos. Broncos. Feeling it. Yeah, I don't like what I've seen from the Eagles. I'm going Broncos. Uh, they they getting Von Miller out of there for the drama in the locker room. Seems to have paid dividends there too. It's amazing what happens. You think they're professionals and they just think football and they just work that way and it's different than youth and high school, but it seems like it's even more important than the pros to get toxic people out of the locker room. Yeah. Like it almost seems like it's more important at that level. Yeah. Like it's almost like, you know, yeah, it's just strange phenomena. All right. This is a tough one. Maybe not. Seahawks at Pack. Oh, no, no Russell Wilson. Seahawks at Packers. Packers. 
Yeah. I can't see Packers losing that game. Although Aaron, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play because he's eligible. He's off the COVID thing by Friday or Saturday. So he's going to play. Oh, yeah, he's going to play for sure. We found out why the Packers are dealing with Aaron Rodgers because Jordan Love looks like he never even played football before. That's how bad he was yesterday. Oh, that's why why the coach put it on himself. Remember, that's my fault for putting those situations. Oh, it's on Homeboy's fault for drafting him in the first round instead of getting Rodgers some help to win a Super Bowl. Idiot. Idiots. All right. Chiefs at Raiders. Chiefs at Raiders. Raiders dealing with a lot of drama. Went down to the Giants this week. Chiefs look like garbage. They look, they look better. I'm going to go Chiefs. You know it's on the road in Vegas. I kind of want to go to Raiders, but I'm going to go Chiefs. I think, the, I think the Chiefs are on the come up. The Chiefs you know, had started. trouble with – even when the Chiefs were dominant, they had trouble with the Raiders because the Raiders team was kind of built to beat the Chiefs. Actually, and the Raiders has got your boy Deshaun Jackson too. Yeah. What happened to Quick? What happened to Quick? Let's go. I, uh, I'm i going Raiders. I like it. I, I like it at home. It. I like the way they play against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs look like garbage. All yeah. right. Final one. I think this is pretty easy. I got Rams winning at San Francisco. 49ers are garbage. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that's our picks, everyone. Go out there and put money on it. I'm glad we didn't pick this week. I hope no one bet this week because I know you lost money. There ain't no way anybody won this week if they did pick these games. If you picked a parlay that may hit all these games, you're probably a millionaire and living already in Bahamas because – No, they said if you put like $100 down to pick all the underdogs, you would have won like I think like 87K or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. All right. So we're going to go Ohio Sports True or Untrue? Ohio True or Untrue Sports Edition. What you got? All right, we're going to go through the Ohio Pro teams with a serious question to see if Rel can answer it. Cavs <laughs> are seven and four. Mobley looks like he's going to be a star as the rookie. Rubio at Madison Square Garden last night dropped a career high 37 points on eight and nine from three point. The you Cavs like Ricky Rubio now? You like Ricky Rubio? part of their schedule on the West Wait, Coast. So here's I thought the you question. said Ricky Rubio is still soft. You like here's Ricky the Rubio question. Now? And Love's on COVID, so I ain't got to worry about him. So, with all that being said, is it true that the Cavs are good and they will win a playoff series this year? Good's a stretch. Uh, I think they're better than what they were last year. I do not think they'll win a playoff series this year. Wow. What a downer. Sorry, man. Ruined my podcast. All right. So, (laughs) this ruined the podcast for me. Terrible. Terrible, that's right. I can't let everybody think this is all like a straight podcast. Can't let everybody think that. Terrible. No. But the the Cavs have potential. I think they could be good, but they're a few pieces away. They're not winning playoff series yet. They're too young. Yeah, dude, you just ruined our podcast, dude. Yeah, man. God. Yep. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Uh, Here's (laughs) the next one. Beckett's are seven and three, tying the best career start in franchise history with a bunch of young players, including the youngest player in the league, 12th yep. overall pick, Solinger, hitting goals, right? Um, Patrick Lene, though, just went out four to six weeks. That's tough. He's trained abdominal. He's a playmaker. He's hit two overtime winning goals. Uh, the Jackets are good and will win a playoff series this year. I will say yes for them. Because I feel like in hockey, you can you can oh well, I think they'll be good. I don't think they'll win a playoff series because they're they're still young. They have a bunch of young players, but I think they could win some games. I think it's different in hockey than the NBA. NBA is a little bit different. That's why I have more confidence in 
the Blue Jackets being able to be kind of a better team. So I hope I'm wrong. They're in by far the best division if you look at the rankings right now and the wins. I mean, yeah. Carolina's only lost one game. Still got the Penguins. Still got Washington. Still got the Rangers. Might um, even out. It's just brutal. I don't see what this young team, them doing it with Lene out four to six weeks. I hope I'm wrong. I love the way out they're playing. They just beat Colorado twice at a home and away. It was a yep. very good Western Conference team last year. But uh, I'm going to say no. All right. Brown's better off with no OBJ. Yes. The fact they played so well against the Bengals is not – it's not crazy. It's not an anomaly. I think it shows where they're going to be going forward. I think they're going to keep improving. I think the locker room is going to be a lot better. I think Baker's going to be able to do Baker things and not try to force feed the ball somewhere. And I think they're they're on their way. They're good to go. And I agree it's true also because OBJ, uh, there's just a lot of stats. I know – I understand the argument. How can you not get this – how can you be better without him? But maybe we need to start thinking about maybe he's not that good. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Um, we got to, to make these more rapid. We're coming up on our deadline. All right, here we go. Reds finished second to last next year in the division after losing all their players. Yeah, I agree. It's terrible. I know they're trying to sign Castellanos or whatever. We'll see. I mean, maybe they have some faith in their farm system. I get it. They have some players coming up. But they still need to go out there and pay some money for some relief pitching because that's what messed up with their uh, playoff run this year. The fact that the starters did well, they go six or seven innings, and their bullpen will come in and blow the game. Multiple games where that happened, it was terrible. They didn't do anything to uh, try to rectify the issue, and it's garbage. So we'll see what they do in the offseason. But right now, yeah, I agree. They're going to be towards the bottom. We'll see what happens. The Cubs already started their – the Cubs did their fire sale. The Brewers are going to be good. The Cardinals are always good. And the Pirates, they're still going to be rebuilding as well. So it's very possible that the Reds could be second to last in the division. It wouldn't surprise you know what me. I hate to say, I hate to call people's liars, but I'm calling the Reds owner a liar because he I agree. don't spend no money. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. The only team that's going to be worse in division is Pittsburgh next year. I agree. The Guardians slash Indians can win the Central next year. They, no. they they picked up the club option on Jose Ramirez. They that's the only that's the only chance they have is him. Uh, <laughs> that's the only chance they have is him. Other well, than that, they got, uh, Reyes has been balling out. Uh, they get their pitchers back who have been hurt. You know, you got Plesac, Bieber back. Uh, can they stay healthy? They got to pick up some. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's always the thing. Assuming they're healthy, White Sox are still going to be tough to beat, but I don't think they're unbeatable at all. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I think Terry Francona comes back after all his surgeries and he's going to be out of pain and he'll be able to coach like he used to. Uh, I'm feeling the Indians winning it next year. I do I'm like Francona as a coach. I do like him as a coach. Yeah, he's coming back. So I, I say true. All right, real quick. When crew can return to form next year and come back for a title run after a disappointing out of the playoffs finish this year. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. They can jump back. I mean, they are champions last year. You know, maybe they had a letdown. Maybe they had a lot of players off doing, you know, other things, but it's possible for them to bounce back. They've had a lot of injuries. They still got core. I think they're back in the running next year. Yeah. Cincy FC will not will finish last in all of Major League Soccer again. A debacle of a franchise. What's your thoughts? FC Cincinnati, with all the turmoil, with all the craziness, with all the off the field headlines, I will say right now we can put it as a board bet. They will not finish last place in all of the MLS next year. They will not. <laughs> They will improve, in my opinion. 
Okay, untrue. I'm going to, I mean, true. Uh, untrue. <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, man, are they awful. They are so bad. They'll get they just the way to score goals. I don't they know. They play a lot solid of- defense. They got to put the they got to put the ball in the back of the net. Sometimes they'll They're be all right. Gonna have a high draft choice. I don't know how much that means in soccer in terms of when they come up to play or anything like that. I just uh, yeah, I think they're finishing last again. They're freaking awful. They have, they got to show me they can do something not to be awful. So I'm gonna say true. All right, Bengals playoffs. True or false? Yes. True. Browns playoffs. True or false? True. Okay, a lot of AFC North. That means you're picking the Steelers to fall out of the race and some other people yep all right and one more bonus question watts finally comes back and wins the ncac next year he's at denison he's on a seven and two record can your former teammate bring my school back to glory next year and beat wittenberg and win the ncac i want to say yes i want (laughs) to say yes but wittenberg has always been wittenberg and they've always been kind of the chance. Last lost on a last second field goal this year. It hurts. The yeah. only thing that beat him up real good was DePaul, who seems to be becoming a power. But hey, DePaul, you know why? Because my former quarterback's the head coach there. Big ups to Coach Deets. So <laughs> oh, yeah, he's one of your former teammates too. A lot of coaches. Everybody talks about Mount Union. Look at all the coaches out of hey, Hanover. HC coaches all over the place. Wow. Hanover, what? Owu, DePaul, Stephen F. Austin. Down there, the Roadrunners defense coordinator, he's down there, Scott Power. We have, yeah. we have coaches all over the place, man. Probably. All over the place. So that's our Ohio dish, Ohio edition of True or Untrue. That's right. Now we got Get Real with Dane. Dane, get real. Quick, let's do it. I'm going to make this quick. United Airlines, get real. You suck, right? So <laughs> you say you make me check my bag. You won't let me update. Who doesn't let you update the priority boarding, right? That's easy money in the bank. So don't let me update. Then they, I, so I decided to check my bags. Then I get to get on the flight and I hate flying as it is. I do it. And you know what? I hate that we have to do it. I wish there was like a space age train or something we could take instead or time travel or something. That's how bad these airlines, this, you know, United, like, so now I'm trying to get on their bags all the way up because nobody checked the bag. The people right. bring on full blown suitcases to avoid the fees, right? You're supposed to only have a carry on unless you have priority boarding. So they let everybody do this. We can't even take off. No one can even get through the lanes because there's cases everywhere. Totally mismanaged. Don't know what the hell they're doing. Then we get back, right, from Denver, all right? right? And they and then they say over the loudspeaker, we're short staff. It's going to be 15, 20 minutes till your bags come on a turnstile. Okay, that sucks. 15, 20 minutes later, hey, we're under staff. It's going to be 15, 20 minutes. Late. Okay, you suck. Right. Oh, no, 15 minutes. Hour, hour to get bags to turnstile at the Philadelphia airport, which is the worst airport in the history of aviation. That place sucks. So does United Airlines. Your seats suck. They're so small. I felt like a uh, sardine shoved in a can. Give me my JetBlue. Give me my American Airlines. I got to stick with my regulars. The only reason I took United is because it was direct to Denver and I don't go West Coast very much. So I gave you a chance and you sucked. And I still don't have my airline miles, so I'll be calling you on that here in a minute. So that's my get real. United Airlines, get real. You suck. Fix your service. I flew United. It wasn't my experience wasn't quite as bad as Dane's, but I usually fly American. I agree. So all right. Message money rail this week. Don't have too much. We have Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, former Broncos defensive end, got traded to the uh, LA Rams. Um, 
mess with your money. He's still, he usually throws a Halloween party every year and they have big asks to be there. Quavo from, from Migos, I forget who else is going to be there. And this year, for whatever reason, he's asking his teammates to chip in thousands of dollars on this party. How are you going to throw a party? Including rookies. Including rookies. How are you going to throw a party and ask for everybody throwing money, including rookies? Rookies haven't even made it yet. They're on like usually the rookie contract. So they're not making nearly as much what he's making. He's got he's, he's made got 90 million. Contract. He's yeah, made crazy. 90 million. He shouldn't have to ask anybody for money to throw a party he wants to throw. If he can't afford to throw a party, throw it every other year. Stop he's asking ask Johnny Manziel for the money. Yeah, seriously. Johnny Manziel could have afforded it before we went to Texas AM. He could afford what he got paid with at Texas AM. It doesn't matter. Either way, Johnny Manziel would have hooked him up. I'm sure he would have helped him out. But you know what? Stop missing your money. If you can't afford it, if you can't throw a party, don't throw a party or do a charity event. Whatever it is, stop asking your boys to pay for the party that you're trying to throw. Or if you're throwing a party and you need help, you're officially a co-host because people helped you pay and hook up with the party. So don't right. be like, this is Von Miller's Halloween party and I'm all awesome and stuff. And then after the party, when everybody thought they were guests, you asked for money after. Yo, bro, we were in a fraternity. You asked for money up front for cups if they're charging. You don't ask for the money after you pass out the cups. That's right. right. Can't do that. Money. <laughs> Agreed. 100%. And that's all that. Before they even get in the door. Yeah, and that that led to the reason why he got traded because he was causing locker room issues. You can't have locker room issues, so the Broncos were quiet about it. But ultimately, he had what to did go. They do on the field against Dallas, laid the wood. Hi, Lena. You're on video. Okay. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Good. So, on that I note, hear you yelling. On that note, because I'm getting ready to go to meet with the CEO of the company for my capstone. We're going to jump off here, but Dane, as always, great hanging out, great talking. I know I'll use a Browns a brown shirt next uh next yeah. podcast. I still can't talk about it. Either way, Browns. hit us up on all of our social media. Dane, what else you got to say? Go Browns, go Cleveland, go Cavs, taking over. Cleveland against the world. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Later. everybody this is terrell again here for a final segment relax and take notes and today don't have too much but i just want to kind of reflect on you know being around being around friends like i said going out to denver and hanging out with uh with lee for his birthday and actually we're celebrating dane's birthday and my friend stadi's birthday and just having all of us come together um being around each other and we really all have been together for for uh, quite a few years uh specifically like me dane lee and and DJ, we have been together for a while, so um, it was good hanging out with with friends, especially because we live across the country from each other, in various, I guess, in various parts of the of the country. So um, it was good to be able to hang out and go to a place that most of us hadn't been to before, and enjoying the the time there, enjoying um, the different sights and sounds that Lee and his girlfriend Amanda get to experience. Uh, all the time when they're there. So um, we were thankful for that. We're thankful for safe travels. We were thankful for uh, hanging out and having good times and, and celebrating with friends. And, you know, it's uh, it's not normal for a lot of people to have friendships this long and um, and and last and be as well as they are. So uh, I said thankful for that. So we enjoyed it. Look forward to all of us getting together again sometime in the near future. I guess this means I need to start playing something for my 40th birthday that's going to be happening next spring. So we'll see what's going on with that. We'll see what's good. We'll keep you posted. Um, until then, 
Uh, hit us up on our social media on Facebook at Always Relevant. Uh, A-L-W-I-S, then in quotes, R-E-L-L, and then E-V-E-N-T. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Franchise1122, and then for Dane at D DeMeo. And then we'll be posting things on Instagram as well. And then also you can watch this episode on YouTube under uh, my YouTube channel, uh, Terrell Dwayne. But you can also just Google Always Relevant, uh, same way, A-L-W-A-Y-S, then REL in parentheses, R-E-L-L, and then A-L-W-A-Y-S. Um, looks up that way, or you can look us up hashtag always relevant. So I said, we're trying to get out more on social media, um, trying to show you more of experiences we're having. So I think we might try to put some pictures and videos up from our trip to Denver. So you can see what we were experiencing when we're out there. Um, ultimately we enjoyed our time. We went to share our, our time with you, uh, as well. So, um, we look forward to doing that. We hope you do too. Until then we'll see you in the next episode. Have a good one. Later.